Hey everybody, uh, this is Matt and Dara, and uh, welcome to the He Said We Said podcast, where we just dig into life and God's Word as husband and wife, man and woman, and talk about it. So, are you ready to start? Yes, let's go. We're gonna start. All right, this is episode three, yep. and day three of the Chosen Forty Days with Jesus. Devotional and today is called Represent. Again, if you haven't seen The Chosen, go watch it. You can check it out on YouTube, find them on Facebook, download, an, the download the app. Best representation, one of the better stories I've ever seen about Jesus and how it, he influences the people around him. It's beautiful. Speaking of, Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 4, if anyone would come after me, let her deny herself and take up her cross daily and follow me. It's interesting they put her in here. In I was going to say. Uh, for whoever would save her life will lose it, but whoever loses her life for my sake will save it. That's for men too, guys, just so you know. Uh, so the devotional says this, to save our lives, we must lose them. That's a mind bender for sure, but clearly vital to understand. Jesus said it to the disciples after they'd already dropped everything to follow him from town to town. They sacrificed their careers, homes, and relationships for the man they believed was the Messiah. Life as they knew it had turned upside down, but more would be required of them, and Jesus was doubling down. He knew what lay ahead. He knew what he was leaving. He knew he was leaving, and he knew they would become pillars of the early church in charge of spreading the truth about salvation to the world, discipling the masses, and claiming Christ in the face of imprisonment, torture, and death. They would lose their lives on earth figuratively and literally for the sake of all they would gain in heaven. And they did it well because of their testimonies or because their testimonies, their personal stories of what Jesus had said and done were potent demonstrations of his transformative love and power in their lives. They shared the gospel with an unstoppable, contagious, relentless passion that, to be honest, seems kind of rare these days. How come? Well, for starters, they weren't in love with themselves or their stories. They weren't branding their Christian narratives for maximum personal benefit, approval, or sympathy, or for clicks or likes or podcast listens. Mm -hmm. They weren't assigning themselves the hero role or belaboring their before Christ dysfunction with all, uh, let's see, what does it say? Their before Christ dysfunction with all its juicy sensationalistic tidbits. When you look at biblical examples, it's amazing how few words are given to their broken past. The almost, they, the, the almost exclusive focus is on Jesus. Take Mary Magdalene. The fact that she was delivered from seven demons is a crucial aspect of her testimony because it showcases Jesus' authority and why she responded to him the way she did. And that's it. That's all the detail we need to know. In other words, her autobiography wouldn't have been titled The Dark Years with 300 pages dedicated to describing the monsters within. Fascinating? Sure. But powerful and effective in glorifying the one who rescued her? Mm, not so much. There's a reason we meet Mary subsequent to her healing, because that's where the real story is. There are a few other things we know about her. She followed Jesus and financially supported his ministries until his crucifixion, which means she gave everything she had to follow him. She endured the crucifixion and stayed close to Jesus while he suffered and died. And as mentioned in the delivered 
chapter that we did, she was the first person he appeared to after he rose from the dead. And she was the one he sent to tell his disciples the universe-altering news. All because the old was gone and dead, and Jesus had given her new life. Which means that even if you've been a believer for all of 10 minutes, those minutes are entirely more relevant than the 24 or 80 years of darkness prior to your conversion. Reason being, we're called to represent Jesus and to die to the lives he saved us from. When we do that, and when he stays the hero of the story, our words and lives become real-time potent demonstrations of his transformative love and power. Prayer focus. Thank God for how he's transformed you. Repent of any times you've represented Jesus poorly and ask him to be part of how you tell your story. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for how you've transformed our lives and uh, the things that you're still transforming. Lord, we we turn away from all the times that we've represented Jesus poorly. We're so sorry for all the times that we've just been, just not acted right. And people looked at us and said, that's not how Christians are supposed to be. So God, we're so sorry for that. And we ask that you help us represent you well and truly show people the way of Jesus. Help us understand how to be part of your story, God. In the name of Jesus, we lift these prayers to you. Amen. Amen. So moving forward, here's the questions. Do you find it difficult to share your testimony? Why or why not? You know what? No. Yes and no. Okay. Yes, because I am genuinely con- concerned with people having the wrong idea of who I am now if they hear about my past. Um, but at the same time, I love bragging on Jesus and this this change in me and this life that he's giving me. So I make no, I make, I don't hide the dramat, the drama of the conversion. I don't hide the magnitude of what he's rescued me from. I mean, just spend my entire life wanting to kill myself to this amazing life I have now centered on him. That's nothing short of a miracle. It's only what he can do. So I don't, I love to brag on him every chance I get. I testify, my testimony is on him. I don't ever really emphasize on where I was before. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because reading this, one of the things that I think, uh, I see a lot of folks focus on, and I think I'm sure I have tended to as well, but like, um, you know, it's, it's almost like the, like with marketing, right? Like when it's like the, the zero to hero story, Mm -hmm. like we talked about that before when I was talking about like marketing videos and you're like, why are you focusing so much on like when you had nothing and you were broke? It's like, cause in sales and marketing, there's that you're, you're finding that relatable moment with people where it's like, you know, Here's who I was, but then this thing happened, and now here I am. Mm-hmm. And I think we tend to do that with becoming a Christ follower too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, here's how my life sucked before, and here's how it's great now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we think, because I think subconsciously we have to s- sell people on like, you know, Jesus. But wait, there's more. He also <laughs> turned water into wine and walked on water. He also did miracles. But wait, there's even more. He rose from the dead. And uh, this was a cool... So, like, you mean he'll forgive this, this, and this? Oh, yeah, and this, too. Yeah, and it's almost like... I, I think what really stood out to me this, the second time reading through this is that we didn't hear all about Mary Magdalene's story. The only thing we know is that she was in a bad way mm-hmm. and then 
when she came to know Jesus, her life changed for the better. Absolutely. And I think, um, I think I want to make sure that I do a better job of taking the focus off of what my story was and how I'm trying to follow Jesus now to my story wasn't perfect before I did a lot of bad stuff that I'm really ashamed of. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not the life I have now. No. And people don't always have to know all the details of the before. And that's what I learned most exactly. from this Mary Magdalene story. I don't find it hard to share my testimony of coming to Christ. The reality is when I had first decided, uh, it was just out of an feeling like an absence from like my own father. Right. Mm -hmm. But then in maturing in Christ, realizing I didn't really have an absence. My dad did everything he could. So I don't, I don't find it difficult at all to share it, but I think sometimes my expectation of someone's response is difficult. Like emotionally, I'm like, mm, how are they going to respond to me once they hear this story? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, like, and I think that burden gets lifted when I don't have to tell them, Oh, well, I sold drugs or I, you know, just whoring around in my lifetime and making horrible choices and like a blithering alcoholic. Like by leaving that out of the story, I no longer have to worry about being judged on who I am because it's not about me. I'm mm -hmm. not the hero of the story. And this that was cool here. Agreed. Okay. Be real. Who or what do your words most represent? Well, <laughs> Good day, Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Bad day, me. And there's yeah. that there's a conflict that I'm constantly running into is I want to be more like Christ. I want to have that forgiveness and that love and that compassion and empathy in that, but the power and the authority and the confidence that he walks in. I mean, I admire his confidence in knowing who he was, who he is, yeah, who his father is, what he's capable of doing. That's how I want to be more like Jesus because I, I love people and I care for people genuinely. And this, anybody know. who knows me <laughs> can tell this. I mean, I tried to give away my kidney to a stranger, but I want to be more confident like Christ. I want to have that faith. That yeah. he had. I mean, he is the greatest example of faith in the Bible ever. Mm -hmm. I want to be like him in that manner. So yeah. on a good day, when I'm paying attention, my words and my actions, they represent him. I think that's strong. I would just say, uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 that's the same. So it says, moving forward, what can you say that focuses more on the after Christ portion of your testimony than the before Christ portion? Mm. I tell people just look at my life now. I tell them look at what I'm doing with it now. Look at what's what Christ is doing with the gift. How is he showing me to impact people's lives? Where is that fruit of his gift at? Yeah, I don't that's a good question. That that one what can you say that focuses more on the after Christ? I think a lot of my testimony before is, hey, here's my before Christ, but now, and then it's a lot shorter, right? Then, <laughs> But now I actually care about people. But now I'm just trying to 
put other people first. I think the best thing I could say now to focus more on my after Christ is I think Paul summed it up best. I was blind, but now I see. Right. Right. Like uh, I was living a way that that really had no direction for hope at the end. Mm -hmm. It was I was living a life that was just going away from God and away from everything morally that that cared about others. But now it's like, and now when I see other people, I have a heart for someone who's hurting. Now when I when I see uh, when somebody asks, "Hey, can you know? Can you can you give me some pointers here? Can you help me out with this?" I actually care about helping them. You know now. Now when I look at me. I don't feel like I have to live up to someone else's standards because now I know Jesus said God is my father and I can go directly to God. So now like my after encountering Jesus story, like now I know that there is a great purpose for my life and I don't necessarily know what the purpose is all the time, Mm -hmm. but I know that there is one. So I think that's the biggest thing. In this and and here's the thing, uh, I'm hope my hope, right? My hope is that other people, you know, will be inspired by what we're talking about here and and, and dig into the Bible too. Like, Great. but there's no way to have an after encountering Jesus story if you don't meet Jesus in the first place. So, as we wrap this episode, I'll just tell people: read the Gospels, read the red letters first, see what His way is about, because. Just like you said, you know, look at my life now. There, There's something so important. Look at our lives now, but don't look at our lives expecting to see a perfect example of Jesus. Exactly. Don't look at the apostles' lives or anyone in the Bible as a perfect example see, other than Jesus. That's how people know the podcast is real because you break stuff down. Right. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Listen, uh, we're going to do these every week, maybe even a couple times a week you'll get episodes. But we just want to say we appreciate you. And if there's anything we can pray for for you uh, or you want to hear a specific topic, um, you can always drop us an email. The email address is in the show description. And we would love to pray for you and uh, look at those other topics to discuss as well. So thanks for listening to He Said, We Said, and we'll see you on the next one.